Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Both hailing from parts unknown at a combined weight of 501 pounds. They are the Morning Rush Hour World Tag Team Champions. They have no fear, no back down, just a couple of gutsy guys. No one will take those MRH World Tag Titles from these men. It's Taz, it's the Moose, illustrious champions, right here every day on CBS Sports Radio. You know it's every day, Moose and Taz be paving the way. Talking about every sport, you know that they never missing a play. From the NBA to the NFL, the college games. They always bring in the knowledge, nobody ever can try to go stop it. Only be talking the truth, only be talking the truth, hey. Oh, yes, Taz and the Moose with you. Coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Home is more than a house. It's a personal paradise. Get yours with Rocket Mortgage. Push button. Get mortgage. Bilotti is basically uh, wrapped up and he's got enough jackets and sweatshirts on this morning. You would think it's like five degrees in the studio. Is it, Pete, this morning? Uh, four. Okay, there you go. Very nice. I, I got to be honest. This is not segue across the way as well. Mm. I've never seen a guy as bundled up as Bellotti is. I worry about him. Are you sick? I just got one sweatshirt on. That's it. Uh, it look, looks heavier than that. I'm just fat. <laughs> wow. I didn't say that. Oh. I didn't okay. say that. Don't talk about yourself like that. My spirit's now I broken. feel bad. You look great, Pete. You look great. Thank you. What were you saying, Andrew? Not, not Nothing? just Pete, but the people who are early reactors to weather bother me. And now it's the people who are bundling up because it's 50, not 70. I'm wearing shorts this morning. Right, good for you. Now, <laughs> now that's the other thing. It's also not shorts, Weather Moose. And there is a guy, you know, then we, when we get to the spring, and for the first time it's 60, not 40 or 30, and people are breaking out their tank tops again. Like, you got to ease your way into the weather changes. Yeah. The I, first time it's not cold doesn't mean it's summer. And right now, the first time it's not hot doesn't mean you need to bring out your winter jacket and your, your knit cap. Yeah, I I agree with you. I like the I like the knit hat look, uh, but I I do agree. There is a little bit of an overreaction. Like I saw somebody yesterday kind of wearing one of those um, goose down jackets. I was like, listen, it's not that cold out. No, it's not. I mean, it's just it, not. And if you're that cold, you need to see a doctor. You might be okay. a little deficient someplace. I mean, there's <laughs> there's something going on there. There really is. Let's head down to Virginia. It's Alonzo. What's going on, Alonzo? Hey, how you doing, man? Can you hear me? Yes, we got you, Alonzo, loud and clear, man. What's on your mind? Yeah, I totally disagree with the load management of uh, healthy players. Uh, if you're going to manage a guy, manage the minutes. You know, I've seen guys come up with injury and, uh, you know, coach played them 20 minutes versus 35 or 40 minutes. So do that. Because I'd rather, you know, I know a guy's going to play if I buy a ticket. He may not play the whole game, but at least I know he's going to play. Right, Alonzo, but then you, then you get into the trickiness of the competitive game. What do you do if, say, for argument's sake, I have a, if I'm Doc Rivers and I've got Kawhi Leonard, I'm going to manage his, his minutes. I've got him for 27 minutes this night. 
right? What's the importance yeah. of the 27 minutes? Say if I've already hit, you know, minute 25, 26, and there's six minutes to go to the game, and it's anybody's game. Am I taking them out of that game, or am I keeping them in that game? Well, you know, uh, the Lakers had a game the other day where LeBron and AD didn't have it the first quarter or the first two quarters, and the bench players kind of brought them back in the game. And you put those guys back in the game at the end. So you can have Kawhi available for the fourth quarter. I think uh, if your team can hold, you know, the score close, you can afford to manage those minutes. I got you. So you would rather have it to where it's a case of it's more the minutes than it is actually the games. Yes. I mean, it's fair where you're not playing a guy taxing him playing 37, 38 minutes. But tonight. I mean, in the in the game he's referencing, which is a game Tuesday night in Chicago, LeBron and Anthony Davis both played over 30 minutes. So they didn't. They didn't. LeBron played 35. Davis had 31. So they didn't have the night off, and they had played a lot into the second half, which is why the bench came in. I, and I I heard. Um, why am I blanking? Frank Vogel say that like they, he just needed to get them off the floor. So they were they were not being held back. They got lucky that Kyle Kuzma and they were down by twenty points in that game. They were lucky that Kyle Kuzma got hot and Quinn Cook got hot and they did start the rally. And then LeBron and Davis came back in because they finally got a break and could stay on the bench and finish strong. And they rallied and they won by six points. It, they they did not go into that game trying to limit LeBron and Davis by any stretch. And I. I it makes – I understand the point at face value. Like, okay, you play 82 games or, you know, 878, whatever it is, because there's going to be games where you physically can't – like legitimately shouldn't play. But it's really difficult to do what he wants coaches to do, to have a guy active, like you said, Moose, and only play him 25 minutes. Plus, it's probably – and I could be wrong here, but my guess is it'd be more efficient to just have a guy not play at all so that when he's there for you, he's playing at full efficiency and full effort the whole time. Like, I, I know it, it's, again, it seems nice that a guy is always there, but I'd rather have 70, 72, 74 high-quality peak Kawhi Leonard games than he, when then he's actually out there for all 82, but maybe only 65 of them are at full capacity because he's banged up or gassed, because he's always been out there for all eighty-two. Well, right, and then you have to then you have to be really creative if you're just talking about it from a, a minutes perspective, because you can't have it to be in the same minute allotment, you know, every single game. Because there's going to be some games that are of greater significance, right? right. And and then you you go into it and you don't know how a game's going to get played out, blow out one way or the other. All of a sudden, you think you're going to play Kawhi Leonard thirty say thirty-six minutes. You only end up playing him. You know, 20 minutes. So then do you take those 16 minutes? Do you allot them to another game? Or do you take those 16 minutes and say, well, I got Kawhi Leonard 16 minutes of rest. We're staying the course. And then you get to the conjecture and the questions after a game in terms of how said player is used. And why wasn't player, you know, why wasn't player X in the game at this stage? Well, we already maxed out his minutes for the game. We're not playing him the rest of the way. And then you're saying, well, what are you trying to do here? You're trying to win basketball games? Or are you worried about, you know, where this team is going to be? you know, come May and June, and the answer is going to be, well, we're making sure that said player's healthy come playoff time. Let's head down to Houston, Texas. It's Joseph. It's CBS Sports Radio. What's up, Joseph? Hey, man. Good morning, guys. Good morning, Joe. Uh, hey, so, like, you know, I, I get what the one caller was saying about, you know, the older, old school guys. They, they want to see the, you know, they want to see the guys out on the, the court. They're not going to tune in for those events if said player's not playing. Uh you know, they, they want to see the fights, man. They want to see the grit. They want to see the durability. 
Um, but from another standpoint, I can kind of understand, you know, the millennials, uh, they, they, they have changed the game. The game has changed. Uh, you know, so th- they need the rest. They, they need the time, you know, to let their bodies heal so they can produce in the, you know, when it counts. Um, but, you know, I, I was talking to the, the guy that answered the phone. I can't remember his name, but, Mike. Uh, I, you know, y'all, I, y'all, I listen to almost every day. I, oh, whatever, man. <laughs> I, listen, I listen to y'all every day, so I made a joke. I say, listen, I, you know, I listen because it's the Taz and Moose show, so today I'm not tuning in. No, no, uh, no offense to AB, man. You're, you're my boy, too. But, uh, no, but I, I think that maybe some time management during, during the schedule, on the, they need to work the bench in, right? It's a team sport. So the bench has to be strong, too. So, there's so many different ways and avenues you can look at this that, it, you know, it, it, it's all about your opinion. As an old school guy, I don't want to watch the game if the players aren't in. That's just me. That's all I got today, man. Well, you Thanks. got it, Joseph. Appreciate it. Uh, so last night you weren't locked in the Clippers and Bucks. Uh, you were bothered by it. And I can understand that. And the NBA has got to be okay with that. Uh, you know, the, Listen, the true blue NBA fans got to be locked in. They don't necessarily – it's, you know, the guy that's going to say, all right, I want to watch this matchup. I want to see Giannis and, and Kawhi Leonard, and then it's not there. They're going to find something else to do with their time. You know, they, they are. They're, they're not going to get locked in. But the guy Although that's I'd playing, suggest to still watch Giannis because well, he was pretty damn special no, last I night. I understand he had 38 points in 36 minutes, and Giannis is great, but you're watching it specifically. You can watch Giannis. On the, you're watching because you want to see that matchup. You want to see Clippers Bucks. You want sure. to see you want to see Kawhi Leonard on the court. I'm talking. I, I I'm not saying the guy. I'm I'm not talking about the daily fantasy player. I'm not I'm not talking about the NBA fan that basically can't wait for NBA basketball the moment he or she wakes up uh, on a Wednesday morning. No, no, that's not the person. I'm talking about the fan that you draw in that's not watching maybe every single NBA game, but is watching specific games and maybe had this game schedule circled on their calendar early on in the season, yeah. they're not going to be locked in. They're not going to be watching. got to be okay with that. Uh, if the NBA is okay with that, that's fine. And then listen, for a Joe Q public that buys the ticket, if they're going to say, ah, oh, you know what, not that big of a deal. I get it. It's disappointing, but I move on. If I buy a $125 ticket to watch that game and one of the superstars is sitting out because it's his quote-unquote rest day, <laughs> uh, then then – if you're okay with that, I mean, you're you're the NBA's dream because as long as you're going to be okay with that, the NBA is going to look at it and they've tried to alleviate the problem and take care of the problem and alleviate the stress and the concern. And But if you're not going to complain about it, they're going to believe that the problem goes away. Yeah, last night on an individual level was certainly you wish the, the Clippers would have picked a better day. I mean, national TV, they're also, it's a back-to-back, but there's no travel. They're home again for Portland, so there's not even like, I'm pretty, you know, it's a game and then a flight and then a game. I mean, last night probably was one of the worst scenarios to sit him out in terms of all of the different logistics that are in play here. I mean, just next week, they play at Houston, at New Orleans. He's not playing on Wednesday and Thursday next week. He's not playing both of those games. I can almost guarantee you no, that. No, you're probably right about and that. And there's another double. There's another back-to-back later in the month, um, which, again, I, think where did I, I just saw it, where it's um, or it's three and four days. He's, not, he's one of those games he's going to be out as well. You just So they could maybe arguably pick and choose better spots to rest him, but I'm still going to defend their right to rest him and play him as many games as they think is correct so that he's good 
when it matters most to them in the back part of the season. All right, but aren't you, okay, for uh, just away from the whether or not it's, you know, age thing, whether it's not a softness of the NBA player, aren't you minimizing the regular season? I, I Yeah, but again, I— And you're I, okay I, with that? Because for a team like the Clippers— the regular season matters less than the postseason. So, yeah, I want to prioritize April, May, and June but over sell- November and December. Right, I get it. But, you know, I'm cultivating the NBA fan for the most part based on, you know, the fact of when the schedule begins and a long 82-game regular season. People already complain that the regular season is minimized by the, the amount of teams that make it into the playoffs. You've had that age-old discussion when it comes to the NBA, when mm-hmm. it comes down to the National Hockey League. The fact that eight teams per conference, 16 teams in total, you know, you've already minimized. I mean, the we regular. have it everywhere we, with wild cards in baseball, Correct. with, yeah. with how, many, you know, how many playoff teams in college football, how, how big is the NCAA tournament. That's always a conversation. Sure, sure. You're, you're, you're not wrong about that. Uh, but I, I think it's been more of a conversation historically when it comes to the NBA and the National Hockey League. Yes. A little bit more now in baseball with the adjustment they've made here with the wild card. But they felt like they needed to do it because they felt like they had – you know, too many teams, too many cities were out of it too soon. So they want to keep baseball relevant as, as long as they possibly could. Now, aren't you minimizing it even longer by, you know, you know, giving the AOK and, and saying, all right, well, I, I'm looking at an 82-game season. We know how meaningful the playoffs are. We're going to put even greater significance of the playoffs, which are highly significant because we're going to allow guys and teams to be able to, you know, manage the workload of their star players during the course of the NBA regular season. Don't you minimize it even more? Isn't that a problem for the league long term? I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't think so, Moose. You don't I think really so don't, at all. I mean, think back to all of the, all of your favorite memories, or at least your most prominent memories growing up, right? Yeah. About the teams that you loved, whether that's a positive or a negative, just games that stick in your mind. They're almost all postseason games, or they almost all affected the ability to be in the postseason, whether it's your, a heartbreaking loss on the last day or winning the Super Bowl or fall, you know, whether you're a Knicks fan and you're watching Charles Smith get blocked 16 straight times by the Bulls and you're Dunk watching Jordan, or you're a Cavs fan and Jordan shooting over Elo, you're a Rockets fan running into the Warriors again and again and again. Like, those are the games that stick out in your mind, good or bad, you might have a regular season game in there because maybe it was a, you know it had a, had a historical significance to it. It had a almost a societal significance, like games here in New York post nine eleven. It might have just been a game that you were at that it was crazy or it was nineteen innings or quadruple overtime. But I would think if you made a list of your you know top ten most memorable games, most of them are in the postseason. So I want my team to get to the postseason. No, I get it. I mean, listen, I remember the first regular season NBA game I watched. It was Knicks-Spurs. It was on actually Channel 9 in New York. Uh, the Knicks, you say, you know, and there was a time the NBA was on tape delay. I know. But there was... Like the, afternoon finals games into and, the 80s. Right. Channel 9, for the, everyone out there, used to be OR. Now it's My 9. Uh, but it's it's a local New York affiliate. It's not ABC, NBC, or whatever. And Knicks and Rangers, some games used to be on Channel 9 growing up. So it was just a local affiliate where their games would be on there. And I remember watching Knicks Spurs at my mom's house in Pearl River, New York, uh, on Channel 9 on just like a kind of a rando Friday night. 
and, and sitting there and, and watching it and being like, you know, this is great and, and, and everything like that. I remember the first NBA regular season game I watched. And, and listen, I was locked in and being a Knicks fan and, and, you know, don't know any sort of postseason success in terms of winning an NBA championship. But, you know, I looked at it as the regular season, you know, used to have greater significance and meaning now than it, than it does in today's day and age. And, I mean, that's troubling. And maybe it's because, you know, I, you know I'm not – I mean, I'm, I'm in my early 40s. It's not like I'm an old man. Uh, but – and I'm not trying to have a get-off-my-law moment. But I can understand where, you know, the valuation of a dollar in today's day and age where you're not getting the bang for the buck. And if you're going to be a-okay with it, you know, it would bother me. You know, if, if I show up to a game and I buy tickets in advance, it would bother me if I show up to that game while watching backups play. That would bother me. Now, you know, I get you could say, well, it's just the sign of the times. It's the NBA. It's the millennials. It's the softness of the league. It's the way that it is, the importance of the postseason, the importance of winning a championship. You know, but I also don't think that's necessarily a great look for the sport. Now, they've kind of minimized the impact by the way they've adjusted the schedule, but this kind of storyline like it did last night, Andrew – does rear its ugly head from time to time. Sure, and and you and I are both fathers, and you know we're we discussed this yesterday. Me wanting to take my kids to their first hockey game. Now, I don't have this particular situation because neither one of my kids cares enough to have like a truly favorite player. But like if 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 one of them did, and I was taking them to a game to see that player, and they weren't playing for load management. Yeah, it's disappointing, and I would, and I would, and I would feel that I obviously didn't get everything I wanted out of the expense. But you know, we still would have had fun, and it's still, and we would hopefully be able to go again soon. And I would do my best to figure out how I could raise the chances of so and so playing in that game. Okay, so then how would you? Let me ask you this: Put your dad's hat on for yeah. a second. How would you explain that to your kid? Right now, because they're eight and five, I would just say he's he's not well, playing they tonight. The, they right, wouldn't. They, they wouldn't. I don't no, think no. that they would. Okay, but say for argument's sake, yeah. say you know they're a little further along, right, in their development, right? Say they're you know ten, eleven years old. You yeah. go to a basketball game. They've got their favorite player, pick said player. Say it's Giannis. You know, you're going and and you're seeing the, the Bucks are coming to the tri-state area. You're you're out in Brooklyn, New York, to watch Nets and Bucks. Yeah, and Giannis is not playing in the game. And and your and your son or daughter are you know they're shocked they're disappointed that he's not in the game. How would you explain it to him? Uh, I would I would explain it to them the way I've been defending my point here all all this morning is that they're that he's suck it up that he's move no, on not, here's some popcorn no 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 not suck it up <laughs> is that they're trying to that they're trying to make sure that yeah. he's as good as he can be later in the season when they're playing more important games and they're trying to win a championship. And they think that him getting a day off here and there is going to help them in that pursuit. Because I don't, I, 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 I don't, whether they accept it or not is going to be up to them. But like, I, because I, I, I don't come at it as this, to me, the idea of being out there for 82 games, like it's an arbitrary demand. I, it just, it just is. Like, I don't like to go back to your Jordan reference. I know a lot about Michael Jordan. I was a bad New Yorker. I loved Michael Jordan, the Bulls. I was happy when they beat the Knicks. I what? celebrated them winning. Hey, you're a Redskins what? fan, so calm yourself you were down. Happy when they beat the I, Knicks. I like so the I. Bulls. I oh, like the Bulls. You hate the Knicks. That's why. Still agree. <laughs> so, like, I, I, I lived Michael Jordan. I was oh aside God. from being in Chicago. I was a Bulls fan. 
I don't I, I couldn't tell you, and it doesn't matter how many full seasons of regular season games Michael Jordan played, whether it's one but or it meant, 18, but 82 games. Some, but it meant something then. There was significance of it. I guess so. I mean, I was, a, I was you know, again, I was at the oldest. What was the, la- the, the last year of their title? Was, well, right. 90... was 90... was 96, 96. right? 96. So yeah. I was 16 then. So I was still young in terms of understanding overall context of stuff. So if you, I mean, if you remember people being knocked over by Jordan playing every single regular season game, that's fine. But like, I just, I, it, it doesn't matter to me now as an adult understanding what it means to play every single game. Like, it's, it's not a negative. I'm sorry, 97, 98. Okay, so I was even older, but still, I, I was still not an adult and fully formed and thinking about things. I, I just, it doesn't, it's not important to me. I don't need to know how many regular season games Michael Jordan played to know that Michael Jordan was the best basketball player of no, all time. I, I get it, but it also wasn't an issue because the guys played. Right, but 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 a lot of things but, but things change. Like this is a part of this is I, I, I whether understand, you like, but it doesn't mean you have to like it. No, it, but I it mean, doesn't mean you have to be a okay. Just because some things change, it doesn't necessarily mean it's for the better. But I also don't think it makes them soft, which is a word that you've used more than once. Well, I, I don't, I don't think it makes well, them soft. I, I mean, do, do I think do I think the NBA player is as tough as the NBA player was in the nineties? I do not. Okay, I do not. I uh, and I way, think sometimes toughness becomes. Uh, I was going to say idiocy. That's not a good word. But I think sometimes you can be too tough, and maybe you should have not played in a game, and that maybe would have been I'm just talking a about the overall style. I mean, I'm just talking about the overall style. The, the game is so wide open. Any kind of physical contact, the guy's dropping to the court like he's a soccer player. I mean, that, that there is a general softening of the NBA game. Well, no, but see, that's and, but that's and different. there has been, but that's and, different. And the fact that guys need to take off. If I'm in, if I'm 27 years of age. I'm playing 36 minutes of basketball a night, and I'm not taking a. I'm not taking any contact. I'm not taking any hits. There's no physicality to the game. Just basically, my I mean, cardiovascular not... health or my cardiovascular fitness is being tested on a nightly basis. Well, now, and now so now I... they're running a treadmill for 48 minutes. No, Come but on. that's it's not, it. It's not that simple either. Well, no, no, but uh, for the now. most part, no, no. I, I am simplifying it, but for the most part. The greatest test the NBA player takes now is the cardiovascular fitness they're in. I, I, Moose, I mean, that's I, it. I was young, but I wasn't, a, but I, their, but I wasn't no a baby. There's no Pat Riley. When they go to the rim, you put them on their ass. I, Moose, I, I, I was still old enough to watch a lot of those games. I, I know that, that they were the, the lame, the bad boys and the Jordan rules. I know all those things existed. But unless I'm completely forgetting things, a November game in the regular season in 1992 wasn't a gauntlet well, where me, guys were leaving bloodied and bruised and whatever. No, I mean, no, I, it was a go, more physical game. There was hand checking. There were guys getting sent to the ground. There was actually the guys could. There were actually guys in the league that couldn't stand one another. Now everyone's hunky dory. Everyone loves one another. We just had Joel Embiid and Carl Anthony Towns oh, one making mom that's jokes on social example. media. Watch most NBA games. After the game, everyone's high-fiving. Team gets destroyed by 35. Everyone's joking around after the game. Yeah, you're an old man. I'm not an old man. That's the truth. That is the truth. Whether you like it or not, that is the truth. It's not. And I, it's yeah. Let me ask you this. Do you think in today's day and age, Scottie Pippen would have migraines? Do you think the Detroit Pistons, based on the way they played Scottie Pippen, could give them migraines? Meaning, like Pippen would the physical have, would have been play okay and the taxing and the toll that they put on Pippen, they basically broke him. <laughs> do you think they could do that in today's day and age of the NBA? They could not. You uh, know they, they couldn't get suspended. They could yeah, do it once, but maybe couldn't. not twice. Stop it, bogus! You know they couldn't. 
All right, and if, so, you, and if you missed it, I'm sorry that you missed that. I'm sorry that they took that away from you. That you honestly, needed the Pistons the to Jordan break Scottie rules. Pippen. What about Pat Riley's rules when he told the Knicks? Have Nobody's that, taking it to the rim except Jordan when they kept beating them. Well, stop. So that worked out well. Put them on their rear end. Stop. They're maybe, not Jordan. Maybe the they should have scored tried. some points. Patrick did. He dunked right over him. Saw that replay over and over again. They I mean, you get it, it the Jordan rules. That Patrick had, was sitting on his work? rear end, and nobody helped him up. How'd that work? He solved the Pistons. He solved the I Knicks. I always wish Patrick won a championship. Yeah, me too. I'll Maybe if they were wearing, I'll go to my grave with that one. Maybe if they weren't concerned with hurting people, they would have. Uh, no, if they had more talent. They always needed that secondary star. It was always the search for the secondary star. Every offseason. Right, instead of getting Orlando Blackman. Remember that? They brought him in. His back gave way. Hmm. The great Kiki Vandeweghe. Sorry, Bilotti. We're going to go to break. Here we go. It's okay, Pete. It's Taz of the Moose. Bogus is in the house. We're talking a little NBA. We'll get into Jim Bayon already. Game one. And Jimmy B up in Syracuse is complaining. How about that? We'll get into that next. Taz Moose, CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. Bogus is in the house. Taz is off. You need anything, Bilotti? Yes, no? Indifferent? Here we go. Sunday, the NFL on CBS features the Chiefs take on the Titans or a big NFC encounter between the Lions and the Bears. Oh, my. Oh, all beginning. It's all beginning with JB and the guys on the NFL today at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific, only on CBS. We'll get into Jimmy B. Jim Beheim, that is as I am a proud Syracuse alum already complaining and whining even after game one He's right, of though. the college basketball season. We'll get into it in just a little bit here. Uh, Bogus, good morning. What do you got going on? Oh, hey, Moose, good Anything to see you again. Anything groundbreaking on this Still Thursday no. Morning? No, okay, uh, It's just you. a report sponsored by Progressive Insurance. This year, Progressive celebrates seven years and over 700 cars given to veterans, giving thanks by providing independence to those who protected Learn more at keystoprogress.com. North Carolina and stud freshman Cole Anthony, one for one in the new season. Carolina gets it inbound. Ends up back to Anthony, right sideline. Quick guarded three. Goodness gracious, 31. He is every bit as good as they said he was. That's Jones Angel from Learfield IMG College. It's weird seeing, sorry to interrupt you, it's weird seeing Cole Anthony being able to shoot the ball when Greg Anthony couldn't. <laughs> His dad, who was in attendance, he proud was. papa. And Cole Anthony is a hell of a freshman for North Carolina. And, you know, he might be the number one overall pick come next June in the NBA draft. But... I will say, it's very strange. I love that Anthony, uh, UN, I'm dating myself, but that UNLV team, yeah. Greg Anthony, Anderson Hunt, uh, Stacey Augman, uh, Larry Johnson, I think Greg Butler down low wearing the double zero. I mean, that running Rebel team with Jerry Tarkanian, uh, that was their domination and win the championship out in Denver, which was a good Final Four when they absolutely destroyed Duke. It was Arkansas, Georgia Tech, Duke, and UNLV in that Final Four out there in Denver. Uh, and you had stars. You had Kenny Anderson, Dennis Scott in that Final Four. Yeah. Uh, Arkansas run up and down the court. I think Lee Mayberry and Todd Day were on that Arkansas say, that's team. Not, that's not Corliss Williamson yet. No, that's, no. And, that, uh, that was Lee Mayberry right. and Todd Day, I think, was the dynamic backcourt for Nolan Richardson. But Scotty Thurman played with Corliss Williamson? Uh, Scotty Thurman okay. played with Corliss Williamson. Yes, he did. Um, but, you know, the... Greg Anthony, he was a great, I mean, very bright guy, smart guy, uh, businessman as well, uh, and we've seen him as, a, as an analyst. But Couldn't shoot. Could not shoot the basketball. <laughs> and and his son basically can't miss. No. Because he drops at 34 last night. And I guess he started the game in 
glasses didn't shoot well. Took the glasses off and then went nuts. Uh, 34 points. He knocks Rashad McCants out of the Tar Heel record books for the most points in his debut. The great Rashad McCants. 12 of 24 shooting. T-Wolf plus bust. 11 rebounds and 5 assists. The Heels down Notre Dame 76-65. Number 11, Virginia. Smother Syracuse at the Carrier Dome 48-34. Number 21, Arizona. Beat Northern Arizona 91-52. And the pros... The Bucks taking advantage of that off night for Kawhi. Giannis for his fourth three. Yes! ABC! Easy as one, two, three for the MVP. 115, 103. Four made threes by Giannis will match his career high. Ted Davis, Bucks Radio. Giannis, 38 points, 16 rebounds, nine assists in the 129, 124 W at Staples. He's the first player in NBA history with 200 points, 100 rebounds, and 50 assists over the first eight games of a season. The Grizzlies dropped the T-Wolves, 137-121. Dylan Brooks and John Moran combined for 30 fourth-quarter points, and the Pacers outscored the Wizards, 121-106. Rams wide out Brandon Cooks will not play this weekend. He is seeing a specialist for his lingering concussion symptoms. Chiefs QB Patrick Mahomes put in a full practice yesterday. Andy Reid says they'll go day-to-day deciding if Mahomes plays Sunday against the Titans. The MLBPA is mad at Brave GM Alex Anthopoulos for saying he has spoken with most teams about their plans for free agency, the union taking that as a hint of collusion. Anthopoulos clarified a statement saying he's only discussed trade scenarios with other teams. And from the NHL, the Blues won at Edmonton 5. Well, I mean, here's the thing. I don't. I don't think he meant openly that they've been right, colluding. Right. But the, the what are you going to be offering this guy? Yeah. The bigger thing is the union <laughs> hates teams right now. Well, the free agency's been a right. disaster the last two years, and they're inching towards a significant labor battle, which might affect the 2021 season. I think. Yeah. Or 22. It's not uh, next. It's not the no, coming one. Obviously, it might be two years away. I think it is two years. I think we're, we've got two years of safety before the possibility of them, of them being off the field. Correct. And that's the bigger theory. The bigger system is that they hate each other right now. They do. That's it? That's it. You're done. Yeah. The Blues about, won in hockey. That's well, you mentioned can. Cole Anthony. He drops in 34 for Carolina. Syracuse scored 34 as they <laughs> lost to <true>. Virginia 48-34 to <laughs> last night. Here's the Syracuse head coach, uh, one of the great college coaches of all time, Jim Beheim, after the loss. You never want to play the league games early. It's stupid. It's just a money grab. They got... Scheduled games for TV, for the TV contract, so you got to play games early. And then somebody had the brilliant idea of opening up the first game with a league game. I, I just don't think it's good. I don't think it's smart. Um, you want to build up the league. The league's the most important thing. So why would you play the first game of the year in the league? Makes no sense to me, but that's just what happens when you go to 20 games and somebody wants you to play early. Well, listen, you could say, well, you knew the game was coming. You could have done a better job. I mean, I think Syracuse, they're not a great team this year. They haven't had a great recruiting class since Mike Hopkins left that coaching staff, being the lead assistant, uh, as he was at one point in time the coach and waiting for Jim Beheim, and now you see him up there in Washington. The wait was too long. And he's recruited. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, waiting 10 years. And then all of a sudden Jim Beheim's basically like, I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. Hopkins like, I mean, when, when am I going to get a chance to coach? Yeah. And he went almost as far away as possible. Yeah, right. And, and listen, and, and Beheim recommended him to get that job up there in Washington. It's not like he hasn't. But, I mean, Hopkins grew you know, wearisome or tiresome 
uh, of waiting for Jim Beheim. So, and Beheim doesn't want to retire. So be it. The problem is, you know, they're not a great team. Now, taking on Virginia, you knew the game was coming. And I think Beheim, you didn't hear it in the cut there, basically echoed the fact of we're not where we need to be to play it to take on that team with that defense. And he's not wrong. No. And what he had to say is not wrong either. As you're seeing a lot of these other teams opening up now, not Michigan State and Kentucky, and not Kansas and Duke. You know, the one thing, those teams, you didn't hear, you didn't hear Izzo complain on the fact that he's taken on Kentucky opening night, you know, at Madison Square Garden, the Champions Classic. You didn't hear Bill Self complaining. Bill Self, happy to still have a job. Yeah. But you're not hearing Bill Self complaining that Kansas is taking on Duke in their opening game. You hear Bayham complaining about the fact that it's a league game. Now, the one difference is it's a league game. Right. And, that's and it's the a road signi- game. Right. And, well, that's the, that's the difference there for Jim Bayham. Right. Well, it was a road game for Virginia. And I saw the note this morning. It's the first time that the previous year's champions opened with a true road game, not neutral site, a true road game since the 1967 UCLA Bruins. Wow. Just to give you like the context of how odd being on the road period is That's to start great, your that season. That is a great nugget from you there, Bo. As Get a power conference. All the overtime this morning. But, yeah. a, but a road conference game. And I'm all in on Beheim. Now, the only thing I would say to maybe slow down his anger is this is part of pushing the ACC network, which was started in August. This is their first basketball season. So they're coming out of the gate with some conference games. And I think only Duke for playing Kansas two nights ago is the only team in the ACC not playing an ACC team here in week one. So I think there's 15 teams in the ACC. So the four, 14 others, there's seven conference games. It happened Louisville, in the opening week? In the opening week. Because right. Louisville and Miami played on opening night on Tuesday. And when I saw that, I'm like, that's a conference game, right? Like, it's so odd that there was a conference game to start the year that I it was making me... It's a little odd. It made me doubt... What leagues they were in? I'm like, wait, wait, Miami? No, that's no, that's yeah, no, that is that's a an ACC game, right. game. And then I just thought, could they have possibly committed to this game before they were both in the ACC? Like, this is not football. First of all, they're the ones that schedule eight years ahead of time, and they've both been in the ACC for a long time. It it makes no sense. He's right that they shouldn't be playing conference games right now. The problem is the part of the reason why they're playing them right now is because of the ACC network, which ends up giving them money that they're benefiting from. And either way, they're going to be okay from this 0-1 start in the ACC. It's not going to define their tournament resume when we get to February and March. But I understand his frustration. This is not the way you're supposed to open up your season. No, it's not. Now, would Bayheim have complained if it was a team not named Virginia or North Carolina or, say, Duke? If it was not one of the, you know, and I know Virginia is replacing a lot, but we know right. Tony Bennett's team is defensive oriented. It's a unique matchup. They're tough to go up against, even with all the talent they lost to the NBA and the pros. Um, and they're the defending champs. They don't have the same team as they did a year ago, but they're a difficult kind of defensive. They're willing to go, you know, slow it down, minimize possessions uh, over the course of a game. Is it a case of the opponent? Or is it a case of opening up in conference? Um, I think it's got to be a combination of both, right? Because if he's taking on a bad ACC team and Syracuse wins that game by 12 points last night or eight points, is Jim Beheim after the game complaining that he's opening up in a conference and saying that this is stupid and a money grab? Uh, Complaining? No. Does he make a, does he make a a reference about it? Yes. Because I'm sure he is not like this from the get go. And, you know, prepping all summer, knowing what game one was, that it was a conference game against anybody. He was definitely angry about it, so he would have made a point of bringing it up even after a win. Obviously, 
the tone would have been completely different. But he would have said, like, no one should be playing a conference game right now. Right. He just would have had a smile on his face when And we got this win when we should have been playing. Because normally they open with, like, LeMoyne. And they they welcome all upstate New York teams. Colgate, St. Bonaventure. Like, in, in particular, him, he stays up there as long as he can before he leaves the carrier dome, no, and, and, and you plus, know this there, well. There is an argument to be made of the building up of momentum for yeah, a season. of course. And for a team, especially when they're a team that's a work in progress, um, you know, where you know, they're not superiorly gifted. You're not looking at you know four five-star recruits. Right, he's not walking Jerry McNamara and Carmelo Anthony and Hakeem Warwick into that game. Correct, yeah. And, and Although I think Melo was there last night. Melo was there. Is it a shaggy beard? Yeah, I saw him very quickly. Interesting look for yeah. Carmelo Anthony. Yes, but he, he he was there for the opening night loss uh, against Virginia. I'm sure he visited the Carmelo Anthony Center at some point That's during right. the course of the day as well. Good for Melo. Yeah. It's, it was an interesting look for Melo. And listen, Bayheim has a right to complain. Uh, I get it, but it's also... I mean, this is just the sign of the times, is it not? I mean, this is a case of where you mentioned in terms of the ACC network, they're making money. You know, there's more and more and more. You know, you look at these entities, broadcast entities, all everybody wants is content, content, content. They want games all over the place. I mean, you're having college football games basically on every single night. If you pop on ESPN. I, I mean, think there was Mac action last yeah, night. Yeah, there was. There was Mac action last night on, on, a, on a Wednesday that's night. That's why Taz is off today. Yeah, that's exactly right. But on a Wednesday night, you had college football. When yeah. we were growing up, there was never college football on Wednesday night. No, there wasn't night on that. Thursday never, night. That never transpired. <laughs> right, Thursday night was the big game. You never even saw it on Friday nights. No, nor and Sunday night. And now you night. see it. I mean, the Big Ten has a Friday night schedule, so... It's all changed here. That all the important I get Bayon can complain. On. I do think he would have said something. I do think the opponent and how difficult the opponent was for his oh, team to go up against early on in the season, I think that led to even a more angrier, ticked off Jim Bayheim postgame. Or even if they broke 40. Yeah, and I mean, lost a tighter game. It's difficult I, to score 34 <laughs> points, in, 30, 34 in points in 40 minutes of college basketball. Yeah. I mean, that is... You want to talk about not being offensively efficient. That's a, that's <laughs> difficult to do. And it was, if you think the score is bad, the game was even worse. Yeah. Which is I the reason why it things. shouldn't have been on the schedule. Like, sometimes the score doesn't tell the entire story. Right. The score tells the entire yes, story. there's no, there's no was hidden not agenda mu- That was not must-see basketball no. last night up at the Carrier Dome. It really was not. Mitchell Trubisky wants the TVs off. We'll explain. We'll get into that next. It's Taz of the Moose, Bogus in the House, CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. And CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line of 855-212-4227. Brought to you by Geico. Great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. The team of the week is brought to you by our good friends over at Ferguson. This week's team, uh, the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens defeat the Patriots 37-20 Sunday night football. Then Bill Belichick squad, their first loss of the year. The Ravens improved to 6-2 and two with the win and will next face the Bengals on Sunday. It's all brought to you by Ferguson. Hey, Trade Pros, Ferguson is proud to be a part of what you do with over 1,000 one-stop, uh, one-stop counter shops. Uh, expert associates, and an unmatched selection of OEM repair parts. Learn more. Hop online, ferguson.com. So 
We've been awfully critical of Bears quarterback Mitchell Trubisky, uh, and rightfully so. I mean, he's been terrible for the Chicago Bears. There's no other way to put it. Uh, and now reports out of Chicago are that Mitchell Trubisky, to try and you know change the vibe, or he doesn't want to really hear or see the negativity anymore, uh, would like the facility TVs out in Chicago to be off. Yeah, if you're listening, Mitch, uh, turn the radios off now because this is more negativity. Um, I mean, dude. You can't, you can't be. You I mean, this is over. Well, that, well this, that's I'm going to be over dramatic. This is over. Well, I, I don't disagree with you. I mean, I think you look at the talent of the player and, and how he has not evolved as a signal caller, and he's regressed and has progressively gotten worse here. With a guy who's supposed to be an offensive genius. No doubt. As his head coach. Oh, there's no question about it. But now you're seeing the thin-skinned nature of the player as well. I mean, how do you turn off Hallis Hall TVs? To, to make sure that you're not, uh, you know, be, to, to make sure and ensure that you're not seeing the negativity and and the criticism. I Well, the, the, the more puzzling part to it for me, Moose, is not him being bothered by it. Because, I mean, how, how could you not be annoyed by people like us sitting here, guys on TV, girls on TV, and talking about how badly you're playing and how badly the team's playing? I can't believe that he mustered the strength to tell someone that it was bothering him and could you please turn the televisions off. It's one thing to feel it and be annoyed by it, but then to go, you know what I should do? I should tell someone this is bothering me and see if they can put the view on Right, or said, price is right. Right, trying to get some of these TVs in the building turned off. you got too many people talking on TV about us and what they think about us, what we should do, what we are, and what, we, and what we're not, but they don't really know who we are or what we're capable of as people, or what we're going through, or what we're thinking. It's just the outside viewers looking in. Well, I mean, obviously. I mean, of course. I mean, I'm not a member of the Chicago Bears, but I do watch Mitchell Trubisky play quarterback, and it's terrible. I mean, that's it. I mean, mean, what what does that mean, by the way? Like, what they're going through, what kind of people they are? Not, Not to be dismissive, but that... I mean, it doesn't matter. You said I called the NBA player soft. I mean, what? Well, I'm just confused by what is it? Is there what something is, going on that we need to be I, sympathetic and give them the, no, the benefit I, of the doubt? No, he's talking about what they're going through as a team. What? Right. Eddie Pinheiro missing a 41 yarder yeah. against the Chargers? They're not playing well. And then criticizing the coach? Right. They're not. They're not playing well. That's what they're going through. And why? Nagy's still haunted by that 46 yard miss by Cody Parkey. Well, I mean, I, I think in the bigger picture, I mean, there there might be a strange parallel to the the. The the, the 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 connection they had to that miss and how much importance they put into replacing oh, it, dominated it and, the all I mean, season right like I don't know how that's somehow like skewed their approach but like they they were so like hell bent on erasing that from our minds and like this big prolonged battle and he he won or he didn't win and I mean it was just it was so much nonsense now we get to them on the field and the kicking is the least of their problems. And if his point is we shouldn't be talking out loud about how disappointing they've been, A, he's wrong. B, don't be disappointing. Like, play better if I, you don't I, want us to talk about well, it. Well, I, I don't disagree with you. And I thought one of the great pieces of information that came off in the offseason when they were trying out kickers is that Nagy had every free agent kicker come in and he I, had to make a 46-yarder. Right. He had to make the kick that right. Cody he had Parkey to make didn't. the kick. I mean, talk about just – Honestly, being dominant, I mean, focused, dominant on one scenario. I mean, it was just, 
It was just downright terrible. And I would say this. We don't listen, need to practice. We got a kicker now. Everything else is everything else if is I perfect. Was, if I was Trubisky, why am I thinking about what's on the radio or TV? Why are you watching? Would you be watching? I wouldn't be watching. If well, I'm struggling that bad, I know people are ripping me. Yeah. I mean, he might I, have I know stumbled there, There's nobody it. that's calling up at 4 o'clock in the morning on Chicago Sports Talk Radio and saying, Give Mitch a chance. We don't know what he's going through, Get off through, of his guys. back. He's struggling. We got to build him up. Don't tear him down. No, they're tired of basically seeing him throw the ball seven yards over receiver's head. He doesn't even know we should call him Mitch or Mitchell. There's a lot on his plate. Let's let them let him figure this out. We've yeah. got time. No, that's not happening. No. Don't don't watch anything. Right. Don't listen to anything. I wouldn't be doing that. No, I mean now. I, I, now I, conversely, I, if I was playing brilliantly, I'd basically hate be having it pumping through the house. <laughs> I have Jalen Ramsey's dude walking me around. I'd be walking in. I'd want everything on. Right. I'd want everything on. I'd want, uh, you know, my wife to tell me this podcast was talking about you. Good stuff. Go to the 27 minute mark. They really. You go get your morning (laughs) coffee and a bagel, and a guy walks in. Ladies and gentlemen, now entering Joe's Bagels, (laughs) the quarterback of your Chicago Bears, (laughs) Mitch Trubisky. Uh, that's a good line. Good uh, it's Taz in the booth. Bogus is in the house. We got an hour left to play with. A good final hour. We got the three. Dave McGinnis is going to join Andrew and myself as well next hour. We'll talk a little NFL, a little Titans with him. It's Taz in the booth. Andrew in CBS Sports Radio. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 